Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Lance from the Night Nerd here, and we're switching up our weekly schedule a little bit. Normally, Fridays, you know, we talk about what you want to talk about, and we've been talking submarines, but I wanted to take the time to air this show that I did with the amazing guys, Mark and Danny, over at Pop Culture Elevator. Uh, I've been on their show. They're super fun. We counted down, well, we talked about our favorite Marvel movies and our least favorite Marvel movies. And we did this actually to lead up to the finale of WandaVision, but then Texas froze and all heck broke loose. So let's get hyped up for Falcon Winter Soldier by talking about some of the best Marvel movies. Uh, I think I'm right. They they think I'm wrong and vice versa. But it was a whole lot of fun. These guys know their stuff. Check them out. They have new episodes every week where they look at uh, new movies and things and talk about them. And it's it's a whole lot of fun. Go go check out their Mallrats episode. That was the one I did. So I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. This is Lance from The Night Nerd. I'm here with Danny and Mark from Pop Culture Elevator. And we're going to talk some Marvel movies. Uh, first off, how are you guys doing today? Doing good, man. How are you? Good, good. Good, just yeah. trying to stay warm. Uh, it's cold down here in Texas. I think we're all kind of getting some crappy weather. Like, it's, it's not great. Um, today's show has an origin story. I mean, I guess all shows have an origin story. But about a month ago, I posted the results of a Marvel quiz I did on my personal Facebook. It's one of those this or that, this or that, this or that rapid fire style questions. And I, I took the quiz. I posted it up. And I don't know if people thought I was like punching babies or spitting in ice cream or what it was, but I got a lot of feedback, but negative, mostly and positive. And uh, you guys jumped on there and took it also. And we were like, let's just talk about this. And so that, that's what we're here to do. But first off, the, those, those quiz, let's talk about this quiz. So I don't know if it if it takes your answers and like recycles them through as it goes, I'm, I'm not smart enough to figure out how these things go or if it's just random, but you know, I, sometimes I take these quizzes and I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess that is right. And then other times I'm like, no, that's not right. Uh, this one though, I felt was pretty accurate. How about you guys? I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, there's some things that I would change around. Um, I'm sure by myself, uh, you know, and the other issue is that I'm, I get so, uh, I'm so emotional when it comes to movies. So yeah. like my, someone says, what's your favorite movie today? It's really hard to answer that because it's kind of what I'm in the mood for, I guess. Uh, you know, it's like, you gotta get sub, <laughs> you gotta get subgenres in there. We're talking about horror. We're talking about practical yeah. horror. We talking about CGI, what do we, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, uh, yeah, you, you for, get a goofy movie all the way to Shawshank Redemption on this. Right. <laughs> it just depends on the mood and especially, especially, uh, the superhero films because the, yeah. they are a mixed bag in terms of what you're getting and so the Marvel movies they're not it's not like uh, one size fits all it, I, I, I to be in the mood like if I someone says let's watch the first Avenger uh, Captain America I'm, I have to be in a certain mood to go and watch a, a period piece because that's a period piece for me ah. yeah I, I feel you there's a I'm lucky though because I recently went through with my kiddos and watched all the MCU movies, and then to gear up from Wandavision, I watched uh, all of her appearances: Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. So, 
a lot of it was fresh in my mind. And with that, there's some movies that scored like Ultron scored way higher than I thought. But again, it's one of those I looked at and I was like, you know, I think that movie got a bit of a bad rap. And then there were other movies that scored like uh, Thor was like number 17 on my list of first Thor. And, you know, I always kind of like Thor, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but let's go ahead and let's just like start with our number ones and we'll see who's right and who's wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's going to so, be a who's right or wrong. Yeah. So, so are we doing this like the quiz asked where it's, you know, the question was what movie would you like to watch right now? And it would compare to, and you'd select one. Or are we trying to go like on which one's the best? I mean, mine number one is the best but that's (laughs) all right lance what was your number one again uh captain america civil war i yes it's my favorite and it's funny i made my friend take this test and she's like and civil war was her number 23 she hates it what yeah hello (laughs) but the the thing about civil war is when it first came out you know ultron had kind of left a a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, revisiting yeah. Ultron, especially after uh, Infinity War and Endgame, you're like, oh, no. I mean, when the way I always described it was Ultron was Avengers 1.5 or it was the phase two preview or phase three preview because that's what they did. And Civil War was really the Avengers movie that we wanted and deserved. And I, I still think it's possibly the best Avengers movie, uh, even though it's a captain america movie and it's the only movie where the bad guy wins you know zemo set out to break up the avengers and you know have them hurt each other and he did so with that i'm really excited to see what daniel Brohl brings back to zemo in falcon winter soldier coming out uh, in a couple of weeks but yeah civil war i mean the you also get introduced to spider-man you get introduced to black panther you get the airport fight scene you get so Mm -hmm. many great things like it just it's one of those movies that you can't take a pee break in and i (laughs) I like you know most movies marvel movies especially there's that formula and you're like okay if i'm gonna go pee this is the time like right before the big third act or the big fight at the end that's where you go pee non-civil war like it's non-stop and that's and then uh, peggy carter agent carter dies like there's so much that goes on in that movie and that's i think that's why it's my favorite yeah i think civil war is is fine uh i need to go back and watch it again because it's been too long where did you rank it danny uh my if well i did the quiz right so i got the the results and i don't know if this would be higher or or stay the same but it's got number 16 for captain america civil war and then right under that like 17 is avengers age of ultron uh i think you kind of hit the nail on the head ultron Mm -hmm. left a real sour note in my in my mouth uh it i my issue with ultron is that it ultron's like avengers bad guy like you think arch nemesis of avengers i think ultron uh, and I felt like Ultron was treated so like he was he was strong, but he was weak at the same time, like compared to what he was in the comic books. Like I've read Ultron in the comic books for years upon years. And he's just like this 
uh, you don't want to mess with him type of character. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, Civil War... Okay, okay, here, I'll say this. Ultron feels like a setup for Civil War. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what it felt like. The setup movie for another movie. Yeah, oh, Ultron, to me, was a setup for... I mean, you set up Ragnarok, you set up Civil War, you set up so many movies in that. And Civil War is... uh, I think I, I really do like it. Uh, it's again, it's better than Ultron. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it right now on my list, it's down at 16. Uh, and some of these, it probably would go higher because some of these I would look at and say, ah, I'd rather watch this than that type of thing. Yeah. And again, that quiz was very much, what do you want to watch now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Right now I'd want to watch this over that. Yeah. Mark. Uh, it's so funny because uh, uh, Captain America's Civil War got the exact same ranking on my list, number 16, <laughs> right after Age of Ultron. Uh, so uh, I, uh, so you were saying your friend had ranked it at 23, but the reasons that you had to talk about why you love it are exactly the reason why it could never be number 23. <laughs> uh, so I'm just like, no, it's definitely not the worst. That's, that's uh, and all these movies are excellent. So yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe with the exception of like uh, the Incredible Hulk uh, and whatnot, but uh, Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, yeah, cough, cough, yeah. <laughs> and that's um, not even the worst Thor movie. Uh, exactly, exactly. That's my no, no, because he thinks no. Don't say exactly. 20, he thinks Ragnarok. He thinks Ragnarok. Oh, is he the thinks worst. Thor Ragnarok's the he worst. Thinks... Oh <laughs> man, that's the most fun, dude. Sorry, I was thinking. Thor <laughs> is the worst so i'm like oh yeah thor one is the worst number but it's my 23 so, uh, so. <laughs> now, there's definitely a theme in my top three um mm-hmm. or, yeah that we'll see in a second but uh well danny what was your number one uh thor ragnarok yeah <laughs> thor ragnarok yep, come here. on taiga watiti is perfect for these films yeah uh and the fact that he was able to bring in, because Thor has comedy in it, right? Like, he's supposed, I don't know, maybe it's because of Taika Waititi that Thor is now comedic, but I just felt like Thor, the dark world was so too much, too much happening, but not, not being threat level that he should be against. The original Thor is definitely, for me, second to thor ragnarok i think the dark world is a terrible movie um i don't know it just i don't know something about ragnarok just it gets me i i love the whole uh hulk um versus thor but but the what is it called my brain planet hulk the whole planet hulk story see Uh, they that they that's like the planet hulk light like it's it is uh, it's definitely light and so that's uh yeah spoiler was a part of me there was a part of me hoping that uh, Silver Surfer would show up and fight. Did well, you ever read Planet Hulk? Yeah. I, well, you get the Beta Ray Bill teaser because he's one of the champions. Uh, on And, man, just Ragnarok. Like I said, you get you get Planet Hulk light, which I don't like. To me, Thor is Shakespearean. That's why Kenneth Branagh's Thor, the first Thor, I love so much. Um, Taka Watiti. He's the only guy that made me like sympathetic for Adolf Hitler. You know, in Jojo Rabbit, you're like, oh, Hitler's a funny guy. Like, yeah, and, and you feel so bad when you think that. But 
Jojo Rabbit's, uh, I mean, a master. Like, I, I love it's just you took this traditional Shakespearean story and um, how, how you felt with Ultron. I mean, Malekith is less last year, year before. I don't, I don't know. I don't acknowledge time anymore, but Malekith was responsible for the big Marvel crossover event, the war of the realms. Like, and I was yes. excited about Chris Eccleston, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Who um, gone in 60 seconds, GI Joe, like Chris Eccleston can be a good bad guy. But yeah, Dark World just kind of, for trying to do some Infinity Stone stuff, it just kind of meh. But yeah, Ragnarok, I just, it's so tonally different than what I have Thor pictured in my head. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, but you get Loki, more Loki, which is always good. Uh, and then I've seen a lot of people break it down about like the stages of grieving that Thor goes through and Mm-hmm. Okay, you get Valkyrie, you know, you get Jeff Goldblum. I mean, like, like y'all said, there's not a bad movie. That, even Dark World, like I can find good things in Dark World. Right, I can watch it. Yeah, yeah, but I, Ragnarok I is hope, bad. What I kind of hope, and I don't know if this is spoiler spoiler warning or not, but I kind of hope that um, there are things. Okay, there are things Dark World did for us that made scenes later what much better, like End Game, where he goes back in time and sees his mom. Uh, yeah, and and all that stuff. What I'm kind of hoping is that we find out uh, in Love and Thunder is that uh, Jane Foster uh, got cancer because she touched the Infinity Stone liquid stuff from Thor Dark World, which would make like a make Dark World much better story for me is having that tie in there. Yeah, and <clears throat> I I think you you mentioned something that I've noticed when I first saw in-game i'm like they went and the probably the worst received by the masses marvel movies you get ultron uh dark world and a lot of people don't like ant-man and wasp which is sad because that movie's brilliant yeah yeah. Really good. yeah but those i mean across the board those are usually kind of like the bottom three and those are the three most important movies to infinity war and in-game and i, I don't yeah. know if that was like a Ha ha! Screw you, fanboys. Uh, now, you, <laughs> now you have to go back and watch them. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, but so yeah, I, I think it is interesting to see how the callbacks are. Uh, Mark, you were saying your number one is also Thor wrong. Ragnarok. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's the worst of the worst on your list. And, uh, you know, I say that because it was the it's uh, it was so fun. It, it revived the Thor story for me. Because don't get me wrong, while I I somewhat enjoyed uh, the first Thor and the second uh, Thor because of like the science that they talk about and um, all, all of the traveling do over the, the universe and the science behind the convergence. I love all that uh, because I love science and physics. And uh, but Thor Ragnarok just brought such a goofy. Uh, tone to the story it made it so fun and we finally got to see the hulk and thor go at it the way that they do and it was amazing and i just love jeff goldblum as the grand master he's hilarious um (laughs) and uh i again you start getting into all the how they would travel around the universe without like the bifrost per se and 
uh, they have to go through the devil's anus. And uh, it's just so funny. And also Mark Ruffalo, uh, I feel like he grew on me, uh, although that was probably the, the first Avengers where he actually grew on me. But he grows on me a little bit more and more throughout the movies because I actually was not a Mark Ruffalo fan before the MCU uh, very much. I mean, he, he was okay, but I really only knew him as like a rom-com guy. Hey, 13 and, going on 30, man. That's Yeah, that's a guilty pleasure of mine, actually. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, man, I watched that, and I was too uh, lazy to get the remote, and I watched it, and I was like, okay, dang it, it got me. So <laughs> uh, I was too weak to refuse. So, uh, But yeah, in Thor, Thor Ragnarok, I just, I, I felt like it really opened it up, and, gave, and uh, Taika just gave it, I don't know, it, it made it immersive. Uh, finally the Thor story not I, I didn't feel detached from that movie as I did with the first two and so that and and also uh, it made it gave you a realistic look into the relationship between Thor and uh, Hulk slash Bruce Banner and I I just love that whole dynamic and that you know you kind of get into the whole thing where even from afar Tony Stark is still part of the equation like where he's got to wear his clothes and it's just hilarious so uh, I think I just had the most fun there and uh, that's why I like it. But I, I that's the one I would want to watch, like, right this moment. I d- wouldn't say that's the best. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to jump in and say Thor Ragnarok is the one that I could put on at any exactly. time and just watch it. Like, it's exactly. the one that I don't need anything else to to get to it. Yeah. I, that's how I'm with Civil War. Like, it's just like, well, I'll, I'll put Civil War on. I, I think not to beat a, a neon colored horse but <laughs> I, I think if Kenneth Branagh would have directed Dark World we would have seen different things I mean because uh, I don't know if our listeners know this that opening scene in Endgame where there's a voice on the radio calling for help that's mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh like the Russos oh. brought him back uh, because I mean Kenneth Branagh is one of the most iconic directors you know ever uh, so I think that would be cool. And, you know, Thor just went from like the stoic, angry fish out of water to like the token surfer dude. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, you know, when you when you look at it through the lens of he lost his father, he's lost his money, you know, everything that's happened, you're like, oh, OK. Uh, but then I, I feel like in-game or Infinity War kind of backtracks that because when he meets the Guardians, he's back to being kind of stoic Thor for a little bit and then mm-hmm. I don't I don't know um well he lost uh Natalie Portman right and um I have to say also uh with Thor Ragnarok the uh, and I've been saying this for the past few episodes like the villain really makes the movie and Hela and the Grandmaster were awesome I mean you know Grandmaster was funny and just you know hey that's mine give it to me but Hela I mean she comes out of left field and she just dominates yeah and the way she can form weaponry the way they depict it and how it just looks so like renaissance the all the imagery of the battles and even the stuff that's painted on the ceilings and whatnot uh it was just so epic and i think it it kind of uh gave more color to the to the thor universe for me i hated that she killed the warriors three yeah that sucked yeah although you know, we still get uh, Lady Siv coming back in Thor: Love yeah. and Thunder, so that's good. And we get Zachary Le- Levi Levy over in Shazam. So, 
and we got Carl Urban. We we haven't that that's a high, another highlight for me in Ragnarok is, yeah, Carl Urban's character. <laughs> they, I'm trying to remember. Did they him. kill Carl Urban at the end of that movie though? Did he die? No, he came back so. with the the guns and helped. That's right for the big yeah. rescue, and then yeah, um, I got him in a realm uh, in Midgard called Texas. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Carl Urban could elevate any movie for me though. So yes, yeah, I mean, like I said, like Doom, you know. And he just brings it up for me. I mean, it's it's not a great movie at all, but I love it. Because Carl Urban, you know. So I saw. This is off topic, but surprise. Um, people, they're like talking about Craven the Hunter, and they're like, "Well, if you can't get Keanu Reeves, you need Carl Urban." I'm like, "But we already have him." And I mean, but like you said, you get Carl Urban, it's in, put him as Wolverine. I mean, you put him as any character, and. I'm, I'm watching the boys right now. I never watched yeah. the boys. Oh, oh yeah. So and I got two episodes left in season two. So as a matter of fact, Ooh. when we get done recording, that's that's where I'm off to. <laughs> we go finish it. It's uh, a, a good season. <laughs> moving on. My number two. So speaking of bad guys and uh everything, my number two is in-game. And this is my number four is Infinity War. And those two again, kind of de- depending on the mood, they can kind of flip-flop um you know in game is 11 years of my life put together in a culmination and an event that will never be duplicated ever in film and so many oh my gosh moments you know uh the it's one of those movies that so infinity war is the bad guy one you know again mm-hmm. but i feel like thanos didn't quite win in the sense that zemo won just because whatever um but then in in-game you know that opening scene where they kill thanos you're like whoa where what's gonna happen now you know yeah um but just the uh... so so with that i have a question for you guys which moment was more emotional the snap or the return? The snap. I would say the return, but what was more emotional between either one, whichever your preference one was right there. And uh, what well, you mean when Tony dies, snap, excuse me, right? No, no, when every, the no. first snap where everybody leaves. So, okay. okay I'm talking about the second snap so where Tony about, dies. If you're talking about the return, the return is emotional in that way of like, the to your left moment yeah uh, yes. yeah the, the to your left moment is so like holy crap we're seeing everyone together every person who's ever been on screen uh and that got we, dusted yeah are are back and and it's like every you know captain america and everyone is very like we're not going to win and then all of a sudden uh you know we've got everybody that's an emotional moment in a totally yeah. different way and when you yes. finally get Avengers Assemble that they yes. that they tease in Ultron that they tease and say you know that they've been teasing yeah. for ten years and, and it's it's an amazing scene but for me man for me Tony Stark holding Peter in his hand oh. and him saying I I don't want to go uh, I will never not cry in that scene see David Tennant did that line first and it was yeah, way David more emotional Tennant every time <laughs> David Tennant does it I cry yeah. Every time David Tennant says it, I, I cry. Oh. But that's for me. Epic. It's you can rest now. 
right oh, there where, no. where Tony Stark dies, dude. Like, I, I made it through that whole movie. And don't get me wrong, my heart fluttered when the return happened. Uh, you know, I was so excited. I mean, this whole entire universe for 11 years did such an amazing job of attaching me to all of these characters. And they got dusted at the end of Infinity War. You're just like, what? I mean, the music's perfect. Just like, like depressing. And it it got to my core. And then On Your Left happens. And it's like, it feels like somebody brought not only one of your friends or your family members, but a couple back from the dead. Yeah. And you're just like, what? But that does not trump when Tony Stark dies uh, for me. That is, uh, that is the moment in that movie where uh, I- I'm holding my wife's hand in the theater and I'm trying, I'm doing the, you know, I'm not crying, you're crying thing, but my body is shaking. Like me trying, <laughs> like me trying not to uh, be visceral about it or anything like that. I, I couldn't. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> in my seat and my wife is looking at me and she's she's uh, she sees me like the single the single tear down the cheek and she starts doing it and I'm just like <gasps> and she's all rubbing my forearm and so I'm like it's okay and I'm just like oh my god just for me actually my favorite uh is actually the first Iron Man uh because I'm I've just lo- I've always wanted to create an Iron Man suit always wanted to go into robotics uh, but so watching his infancy uh, and and uh, origin story was amazing, and then obviously all his other all the other parts that he played, not just his own standalone movies. So when that happened, I was shook to say the least. So I, hmm, how do I, I'm trying to think? Uh, obviously, I love Endgame. With Tony's death, my only problem is I I wish Pepper had given not. Peter, I wish Pepper had given the the speech. You know, I get Peter, or you know, Peter say no, it's okay, blah blah, and then Pepper just getting the one line. Like at least she gets the last line and stuff. But I I wish they would have. And then there was a deleted scene. Have y'all seen the deleted scene with Morgan? Uh, uh, I thought I did. I can't remember. It's, it right so now. so you it's know the hologram. In, no 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 no. Uh, you know, in Infinity War, at the end, after Thanos snaps, he goes into that like lake and there's young gamora there there's a scene after tony snaps uh, and it's on the disney plus bonus features even so if somebody doesn't own the dvd blu-ray whatever he snaps and he goes to that same lake and there's a grown-up morgan and it's kind of the same you know what did it cost you everything but it did it for you blah blah blah. and so i i I wish they would have left it in because seeing it like yeah you tear up and you see that and you're just like oh my gosh and it's Yes. And that's why I'm always giving Danny a hard time about Tony Stark coming back into the MCU. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's got to come back at least in holographic AI form. He was given such a good ending. I don't need uh, it. Yeah. And they don't have to bring him back in corporal form. But, you know, maybe where he can, uh, his AI can control a hologram or nanoids to make it look like him. Uh, It's not Tony Stark, but it is a simulation that can actually walk through the world. In the comics, Tony is Ironheart, Riri Williams, uh, Jarvis, Friday, whatever you want to call. Right. So maybe. I mean, we have Riri Williams. And I'd that's be, that's the way I'd like to see it go. I'd be okay with that. I'd I'd be better with that. Uh, as long as they don't bring him back to life. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Would it be cool? But I would like it where he's essentially made of nanoids. Uh, and so he's able to do even more cool stuff now uh, because he's essentially all nanoids. But after you make uh, an AI like Ultron slash Jarvis, the Jarvis, <laughs> and uh, leading into Vision, how do you not use that technology with the narcissism that is uh, Tony Stark? How do you not apply that to your own life when you've done that with every other ounce of technology you've ever got a hold of? Well, in the comics, that was the extremist armor. Exactly. That Iron Man 3 was. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you get the hammer moment. I'm just, I'm playing all the in-game yes, moments in my head. The, like, uh, Amer- Captain America with the yeah. hammer. such a good moment. Yep. Uh, where he pings it's uh, a Thanos. Hard one. Oh. It's a hard one for me because my second is Infinity War on this list. Um, okay. And I think, I think I like Infinity War just a smidgen more than Endgame. But I, in all honesty, it's probably a, a tie, a head-to-head. It depends, again, on mood for me. Like, I'm a huge fan. If I'm going to watch an original trilogy Star Wars movie on its own, I'm going to watch Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I like the whole bad guy wins thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a cool moment that you don't see a lot in movies. Uh-huh. And and so for me, having Infinity War kind of... It, Infinity War is uh, Empire Strikes Back, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just kind of that cool moment for me. Um, you know, we don't, I don't have to argue between Infinity War and Endgame. They're both yeah. freaking-tastic movies that, uh, that yeah, <laughs> 20, 22 movies to get there, 11 years to get there uh, is insane. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we have two movies that it's just the fact that we have those is a miracle in itself um, to know that, you know, to watch Iron Man in 2008, was it? I think yeah. something like that to watch Iron Man. You, you didn't know this was coming. You know, I, 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 I had a tweet, not a tweet. I had a Facebook post that I saw that was like, you know, 11 years old or 12 years old or whatever it was when we watched Iron Man for the first time and I was like, I was freaking out. It popped up in my memories on Facebook and I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, we've got, uh, uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury coming in at the end, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And there's this whole thing that I wrote and people were like, yeah, but it's not going to happen or, uh, but it happened. And it's like, that's insane that it happened. That's so cool <laughs> that we got that. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, nerds... the first... oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's, it's cool because when I was in high school, nerds were nerds. Mm-hmm. You didn't care. Yeah. Now I'm a high school teacher and I see that the nerds are the, the cool people now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of a nerd. Yeah. We're the ones like the new movie comes out and my phone starts ringing like, hey, what does this mean? Who is this? I, because people have been groomed so much in the past 11, 12 years that if the camera shows something, that's that's you know marvel's intentional about every little thing so people are like hey what is who, who's this person who's monica rambeau what does that mean i'm like oh well <laughs> let <laughs> me tell about, you let's talk about photon now <laughs> yeah it's like oh uh, and it's hard because you know i don't want i don't want to say something that happens in the comics and spoil a movie down the road you mm-hmm. know it's 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 tough but well yeah. I mean, a, i'm sorry i just want to jump kind of into this did you feel after Endgame, uh, and, and I did, and I don't know if everyone else did this, but I felt after Endgame, I got kind of, um, uh, kind of like marveled out. No. Uh, it was like, uh, to me, it was it was like going to eat at a real fancy restaurant 
you know you've been on the waiting list for six months you go you eat you have an amazing steak uh you know and then am i never gonna eat a steak again no i'm probably in a couple of weeks but you know it was i've waited for this i got it it was delicious it was awesome now and it's been if, served to you by experts yes now now and now if something happened and the next week they're like oh hey lance you have a red meat allergy you can't have steak <laughs> i would be sad but i ended on a high note yes. so yeah. you know it, it's one of those uh in in far from home was just like the dessert you know yes. like, well yes. yeah i don't have to have dessert but while i'm here um uh, that that's kind of my thing is like if it was done i'd be okay with it but i'm happy it's not uh i think i think that i'm glad that the i'm not glad the pandemic happened <laughs> don't take it that way <laughs> but if but the good thing for me that happened from the pandemic was that marvel movies kind of got shifted and so i i got a good year of not watching a marvel film mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh that now i'm like okay bring me black widow give me all the wandavision give me falcon and winter soldier give me loki what if all that give me it all i'm happy yes. to have it now mm-hmm. i got my break and now i'm back to it what would have happened if either the pandemic was a year earlier the movies were a year later and we had to wait two years between infinity war and endgame oh ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh no <laughs> bro that you know, been... I, I kind of have a feeling like Disney for Endgame would have been like, okay, d- well, Disney Plus wasn't out then, but if Disney they would have sped it up, <laughs> yeah, they would have been like, we're putting it for thirty bucks on Disney Plus paywall. Um, I would have paid. It. I didn't pay it for Mulan, but I would have paid it for yeah, Endgame. That's exactly, oh, absolutely, exactly <laughs> yeah, it's eleven years of investment there. Yeah, Heck yeah, well, it's, for that. it's the same thing. I feel that if Black Black Widow comes out for Disney Plus, I'll pay the thirty dollars to watch it because I at this point want to see it. Uh, my, it's called like twenty dollars. Let's let's yeah. Let's that is it my there. most favorite <laughs> thing that they made that they made a Black Widow movie? No. Well, am I going to watch it? Hell yeah. If it yeah, would have came out after Iron Man two or right after Ultron, I would have mm. paid thirty dollars. But at this point, eh, eh. well, uh, you know, if they can, if they can somehow eventually in her story work out if she ever comes back out of the Soul Stone. Uh, yeah, I'd be a little more excited about it. But to me, all, right now, that's a lasting uh, deal right now to yeah. me. So I mean, we all know well, it's a I passing mean, of the torch movie. That's all it is. It's yeah. to yeah, introduce it's uh, Elena. Her sister. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's, Flor- Florence Pugh taking over instead yeah. of it being Scarlett Johansson. Although it does lead me to... I'm curious, I guess, because at the end of Endgame, you know, they he, he does the snap and it, it sends away all of the people who came with him, does it send away that version of Gamora? Or oh, did that's Gamora a whole s- yeah, can of worms. I'm just so <laughs> yeah. bothered by that because I haven't well, heard of Gamora's no, coming back. Um, because I believe that he, so since she converted, right? She converted to good. Uh, I think that she's no longer included in the forces of evil. So yeah. I don't think that she got dusted. It's but possible, she but she was not really that nice of a person no but the... she did awaken and to the her sister's love and you know what i mean and uh, quill's she... looking for her on the screen so yeah i, I don't I, know i i kind of man i just i would rather 
Guardians 3 not be a, oh, we've got Gamora back, but she's the... Uh, that was Okay, see, that's my big problem with Endgame. My big problem with Endgame is the <laughs> fact that everyone who came from this, uh, from the time warp or whatever it was... Uh, the Soul Stone. The Soul Stone. Everyone that came from that is is uh, from an earlier Thanos. You know, like that Thanos isn't yeah. the Thanos that was in Infinity War. The Infinity War Thanos, I sympathized with. I, I, I sympathized with him, right? He was a sympathetic bad guy. Um, I did mm-hmm. not sympathize with the Thanos on screen in Endgame, which made the Endgame Thanos uh, more sinister in that yeah. way because he was the more evil Thanos version. Um, he was he he did stuff because he just was pissed off. Like I, I like the whole thing Whoa. where he's like, I don't know you, you know. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is that I feel like obviously it leads to him being more sinister, but he's more well informed in the second version of Thanos uh, because uh, the of the link uh, between Nebula and Nebula too. Uh, so he captures her and downloads all the stuff and he knows exactly what happened in their timeline. And so he's like, that ain't happening again uh, because I failed in that timeline. So, or succeeded, but, uh, but he's not, again, he's not killed, sympathetic. But, he's not a sympathetic yeah, guy. But he's yeah, but when they kill him again. So yeah. he's gotta be evil. Well, no, I agree. Cause like, even when they kill him in Endgame, you're kind of, you're, you're not only shocked because you killed your big bad in the first like five minutes but it's <laughs> you know he's just a farmer dude like he's just chilling at this yeah. point like he he's content and that's what i think that thanos thanos prime i guess we'll call it uh <laughs> there you go. he was okay with his death yeah yeah you know whereas um thanos 2 what wasn't uh but i, I don't he know he had not it, fulfilled his destiny yet yeah so, so but uh mark what's your number two on your uh, list it was end game actually uh-huh. uh i i i like i said that that was the most um uh, like i'm trying to think of, of another movie and i hate to to say it because there's so many amazing movies out there that before this movie that are not mcu but this might be uh you know with tony stark's death the most emotion i've ever shown to a movie I, i've never uh, you know, I might be like, oh, you know, the feels, but like where I'm like shaking and sad and after the movie, I feel a void uh, in my life. Uh, <laughs> I Endgame. Endgame did that to me. So how it, it affected me which, uh, more than any other movie. Which then makes, uh, you said the void thing, it makes you feel the void. Actually, yes, exactly. Far, far from home, pretty uh, touching because yes. you kind of get that same feeling that Parker had. Exactly, when he's doing all the Tony Stark stuff in the plane. Is that what you mean? Well, that and just like he's just missing Peter. There's a void. Or, I mean, he's missing Stark. There's a void oh, in his oh, life. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And um, but also when I was done with Endgame, I went and watched all the MCU movie, MCU movies in order of release, and then in chronological order. So, I mean, I was still watching MCU after that. I was not marveled out. I needed more. I missed the hell out of Iron Man, excuse my language. And I um, I instantly went to Iron Man 1 and, uh, and uh, the first Avenger and, and all that. So I, I, I love the MCU 
for the universe that it's created. I mean, it's, that's the only way to put it, like literally, and thank God it's called that because uh, not only is it characters and places and whatnot, but it's also feelings and emotions, uh, not just for them, but for the, the watcher. And so that's, that's why uh, Endgame is the culmination of those 11 years of character development. And it's, it's just a masterpiece in, in my mind. Well, it's, you know, but when I say marveled out, I just mean I'm exhausted of the of the yeah. formula that was going through. That yeah. three the, movies a year, the... exactly. And you had mm-hmm. to, and if once one came out or was coming out, you had to go back and watch the others to get caught up again. And then yeah. it, it just felt kind of exhausting doing that. And so, twenty three movies is a great, uh, great package. Like this is awesome now, but this brand new package happening feels refreshing. Like everything yeah. starting from from WandaVision on just feels like a refreshing thing because they tried to do it. You could see where Marvel tried Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, was supposed to culminate with all the movies. And it, it mostly did until it didn't, right? Until uh, Inhumans. Right, exactly. <laughs> watch that first episode and you're like, oh, I can't watch anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it worked until it didn't. And it, it, I loved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So don't get me wrong. I, I actually when it ended, I was, it was in a high, it was like, wow, this was fantastic. Um, but I like this style of like, WandaVision feels like a movie mm-hmm. on the TV screen happening over pieces. Yeah. Uh, so if you watched it all in one go, you could, you could piece it together and be fine with that. Well, that's um, what Feige said. He wanted it to be that he said all of these were going to be like worst case scenario, mini series, mm-hmm. you know, like, like roots or, I mean, I know they're not on the same level as Roots, but just there's we a just band of brothers. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, we just compared it, yeah. Uh, but uh-huh. you know, like a or or a six hour movie. You know, that's I saw an interview with uh, Mackie, and he was like, "Yeah, it was, he's like, if we film this just like we would an epic movie." I'm like, "Well, that's what." And, and that's, that's what it feels refreshing. Yeah, it feels yeah. different, and I like it. Yeah, I like that too, and and uh, I really like that. You know, whatever comes out, I can choose when I wanted to pause. You know, uh, okay, I got a little busy, or I'm getting a little. Uh, this seems like a different tone, so it's another section of this movie. I should pause it and come back, or or I can just run through the whole thing if I've got a weekend in front of me. So um, that's why I'm super excited about the format too, and I can get what you mean about being marbled out on the format of release and whatnot. And I guess I was, cause it was just you know, somewhat repetitive, but they kept giving you amazing movies. Yeah, the movies so, were great. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I, 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 I can deal with this. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you said like no other movie like made you feel like that, that so you've never seen where the red, red fern grows then I guess. I guess not, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, there are other movies that, you know like if, when I was younger, uh you know they i mean obviously they can get there are the movies that have received an emotional response from me yeah. and I, you know i might get a little choked up but i mean i'm talking about like i had to stop myself from bawling <laughs> in, in a public theater yeah. and uh and uh and on top of that like tony stark affected my style i mean well actually he kind of gave me the the confidence to use my style and i'm just like thank god you know like a rock band t-shirt with a blazer and uh you know crazy glasses you know i'm just like yes thank you i, I mean that was all stuff that seemed somewhat phased out and i'm just like oh thank you for bringing it back and uh but uh, again i just uh i'm trying to think of another movie that really uh got me 
Uh, I'd have to think about it and come back to it. But I'm, but yeah, Endgame is the one that just, you know, ripped my heart out and put it in a bloody blender. You know, it's just like, wow. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What was worse? Iron Man snap or uh, Will Smith having to kill his dog in I Am Legend? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's rough. I mean, I love that dog, but I didn't have 11 years with that dog. So I had to say the snap, but that's a <laughs> messed up moments in the movie verse. Yeah. I don't think I can answer that. Like, I got to. That's tough. That dog scene, man, I can't go back. I can't watch it. I can't do it. Oh. Um, yeah. My my number three. So we all know Ragnarok's at the bottom of my list, but that's not the most controversial thing on my list. My number three oh. is the one that I got the most grief for, and uh, I felt like I defended it. And if I have to defend it here, that's totally cool. But my number <laughs> three is Spider Man Homecoming. That's my number seven. It's uh, uh, my number ten. Yeah. Yeah. Top ten. I'd say it's it's up there, dude. I have no problem yeah. with with homecoming. Be I loved homecoming. Yeah, one of my friends was like, "Oh, well, it's just because uh, I have it here." He was like, "Oh, it's just because people were glad Spidey's finally back," and I, oh, so, well, I'll just I, I said Michael Keaton alone puts homecoming high. Uh, the scene where Peter opens the door to get his date and realizes Vulture's his dad. Mm-hmm. The car oh, scene. So good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so good. And then the car scene later where Vulture tells Peter he knows that he's Spider-Man. Like, after Zemo, Vulture is probably my favorite villain. Uh, just, yeah. And then the supporting cast, Aunt May, is almost a comic relief. I mean, she's a comic relief because everybody's hitting on her. And it's <laughs> like, it, that's funny. But how she's like just one step away from figuring out that he's Spider-Man uh, yeah. is, is fun. And then... All the kids, you know, I talk about how the kids show that they represent different emotions in his life. Like Ned is kindness, Flash is anger. Um, we think Liz is happiness or love, but really it turns out to be MJ. Uh, Liz is dreams, you know, goals. Uh, and then we have, um, what does I say? Besides May and Vulture seeing, seeing Tony, Happy and Pepper back. Uh, so you know, Peter's having to pick between being a family with May or being a superhero with Tony. And that reflects a lot on, that's how Spider-Man is in the comics, you know, like, mm-hmm. am I a superhero or a friendly neighborhood? And then you get the most comic book thing ever with the shocker. You know, you get two shockers in one movie passing on the legacy. And <laughs> I mean, this movie would rank high just for the, opening the door scene i i mean i think mm-hmm. that outside of snaps and things that's one of the most jaw-dropping scenes in the mcu well and also when he puts on his uh suit in the alley and suits up and he, you know the whole t- uh city is essentially uh saying hey you're that spider guy right and he, he's getting used to all of his equipment and whatnot uh actually uh yeah so and then uh then you get to see like the iron spider it's just amazing i mean i guess we we got that um in um infinity war right yeah Yeah. exactly so but i mean where he has it and he's able to just like walk around uh and he has it i i just i loved i love that movie a lot too especially because 
we got to see Iron Man tech in another form. Obviously, he's been giving people tech, but he really invested in Spider-Man. Yeah, Homecoming is just, it's a fun movie. It's, they did it really good job. Lance, I, I, I fear asking this question. <laughs> I, I hate this question so much, but I have to ask it in fear that it's going to uh, make me sad. But um, please tell me your rankings on, on Toby, Andrew, and oh. Tom. Okay. Okay. So I have to preface this first. Um, oh, and then also I, I rewatched Homecoming again recently, that opening scene where he's filming Civil War from his phone. Yes. Oh, yes. Brilliant. Uh, it's so good. But so uh, in comics, in the world, in society, Superman is the most iconic character ever. You know, he we, yeah. we all know that. But below the in in pop culture in media dc has batman marvel has spider-man uh, yeah. that's you know and with batman you know everybody always has their favorite batman and i've i've always said like george clooney's a great bruce wayne but not a good batman right Agreed. that being said you know we've had we've had that talk uh you can yeah. go back and and listen to some of our past episodes and so um but with the spider-man spider-man's whatever um <laughs> toby is a great parker garfield is a great spider-man holland is the best of both worlds i want to hug you right now <laughs> okay i'm glad i asked say, the question say, say that again about um about uh, the to- uh, toby and andrew uh, toby is the best P- he, toby's a better peter parker Okay. And Andrew Garfield's a better Spider-Man. Uh, and that's what, but Tom Holland realizes, that. Tom Holland realizes they're the same character, you know? Uh, yeah. I think so many people uh, play as two separate characters, especially the Batman, uh, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why yes. my Lord and Savior Ben Affleck does such an amazing job. Yeah. Is he's, he's a great Bruce Wayne. He's a great Batman. And... Yeah. And it's, people kind of know that, you know, in Suicide Squad, you find out that, uh, oh, gosh, I forget who the lady is that's in charge of everyone and threatening all the time. I forget her name. Waller. But she, yeah, she knows that he's Batman. Yeah. At the end. So, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I think because, and I'm, I'm not really counting Spider Man 3 in this. Yeah. Uh, Don't, yeah. That's one of the millions of reasons I hate Sony, but. <laughs> It's all their fault. That movie is entirely their fault. Raimi only wanted Sandman. That's yep. all he wanted. Uh, but in in Spider-Man 1 and 2, you know, I could, watching them again, um, that's the great thing about having kids is I watch these movies all the time. But mm-hmm. I realized in the, in the Raimi films, I don't care about Spider-Man. I care about Peter Parker. You know, yeah. the Spider-Man stuff is like, oh, it's cool. You know, they, we're getting these effects for the first time. And it, it, it's eye candy. You know, that, that's really, to me, Spider-Man is eye candy in the Raimi films. And you worry about Peter Parker and his relationship with the Osbournes, with um, Doc Ock and with Aunt May and everybody. But then you fast forward to the, the Amazing series and... I could care less what Peter Parker's doing. Like it's, yeah, uh, man. Um, so it's, 
Yeah, I, I felt like Andrew would... Garfield's was wham bam fight the villain. Uh, and he was too cool. He was too cool for Peter yeah, Parker. Yeah, like Peter's. I agree. Not supposed to be cool. Uh, Although exactly. I'm happy. I'm happy that uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two gave us the Gwen Stacy scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even I then, just... it wasn't like it didn't have the emotional impact the Gwen Stacy scene should. No. No. Exactly. No. But I, I'm glad to have seen it on screen. I think is I thought Emma Stone played Gwen Stacy perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you know, like you, if you were a big comic book fan when the first Spider-Man came out, you would have thought that maybe MJ was going to die when she fell off the bridge. Yeah, yeah. but I think uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Lance, where you said that he was too cool. Uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider, or excuse me, Peter Parker was too cool. So he's been detached. He's doing. Uh, He's fueling my uh, drinking in that I'm still uh, promoting. The anytime Andrew Garfield says seriously in that movie, you take a shot, uh, you get messed up. Uh, let me know how it works out, guys. But uh, yeah, he's so withdrawn, and then all of a sudden uh, she dies, and he's very em- emotional, you know, and obviously rightfully so. But he didn't give us enough caring to like warrant that response when she died yeah. uh so uh like obviously like we're invested in, in other parts uh and other sources of information but as far as that movie was concerned yeah you're right he was too cool and like it kind of made that part a little uh unsatisfying but it was still awesome to see yeah uh, the, you know that that important death but i think or, i think tom holland's done such a good job of bringing a spider-man from the comics yeah that, uh, i'm really excited for uh whatever the next one's called so my only <laughs> problem with tom holland and it's a super minor thing and i i really think nobody outside of texas probably even thinks about this but when he talks it looks like he always has a dip in his mouth like watch when he talks he has a bold or it's probably I don't something know. to do with his accent yeah He's trying to trying to not have the british accent yeah but it just it looks like he has a dip in his mouth all the time and i'm just like ah wonder how he's gonna play uh play drake in in um uncharted hmm. i'm i'm curious i mean i'm not a playstation guy um we, we've talked about that yeah but i'm nathan fillion should have played that role i 100 percent agree eight years ago i mean he still could yeah. kind of but uh hey, i'm glad it didn't go to mark Wahlberg like it originally was yeah <laughs> mark Wahlberg aged out and now playing solely but yeah. in the movie but still Okay, we can go back to Marvel. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, number threes. <laughs> what, what, what number threes I, do y'all have? I have Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I funny. respect that movie because to me, you mentioned First Avenger being a period piece. And, uh, and Thor is kind of a Shakespeare piece, but they're still superhero movies. But Winter Soldier is a straight up 70s spy movie. Spy film. Like they went all in on genre with that one. And it's not my favorite um matter of fact let me see where but it's one of those that's when they're i was like okay marvel they they still have their formula but it's mm. it's different oh i'm not gonna tell you where it's at on mine no i want to know where it is where is it 18 <laughs> 18 it's for below or yeah for... it's below captain marvel on my list same uh, really uh, mine's at 20 but it's uh 18 is captain wow marvel. man winter soldier for me is is when comic book movies changed. It's like Winter Soldier was like, no one's done this before. 
Like you just took a comic book character and imported that comic book character into a spy film. And this hasn't been happened. This hasn't happened. It blew my mind. Um, it's been a while since I've watched Winter Soldier, but Winter Soldier changed so much for me. It changed. Uh, first of all, it made um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just an infinitely better show than it was for the first seven episodes or six episodes. Okay. Um, but secondly, like, just, I don't know, again, it's just like that whole thing of like, you've just imported Captain America into something different and you've changed how comic movies can be done for the rest of our lives. I don't know. It's just so, it's, it feels like such an important film to me in the MCU. And, and I don't know, I don't know. I'd have to probably go back and watch these movies again, but I, I would say Winter Soldier is up there for me if I'm going Is it favorites. because of all the subversion and spy stuff? Like, that's, that's what you're talking I just, about. I just, uh, yeah, I love all the Hydra action. stuff. I, I, I love all that. I also love Endgame going back to it and having him whisper hail Hydra. Yeah. And yeah. then Robert Redford showing back up too was yeah. was cool, and well, I mean, but again, that's an example of uh, Winter Soldier is kind of a divisive film for people, and it's one that Endgame went back to, like, oh no, hey, yeah, you can go back and watch this. You also get uh, who all did you get? Falcon debuts in there, Falcon. Bucky debuts. If you want to get technical, Doctor Strange does. Yeah, his name. Uh, yeah, at least his name. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. And then Gary Shanley. I mean, you got the Hell Hydra memes yeah. <laughs> forever. Uh, and I, I like it. I do. I, I. It's one of those movies that I can't tell you why it is low, but I can't tell you why I would put it higher either. You know, it's I, I enjoy it and I'll watch it. Uh, but yeah, I can I can totally get down on other people liking it i can i can see that and it was uh, introduced us to the russos also yeah oh yeah mm -hmm. it's the russo brothers and they're yeah. fantastic hey i'm gonna pause for a second i really have to go to the bathroom all right I'm so sorry <laughs> uh yeah man um yeah so you had your what's so what's your number 19 number 19 uh, uh -huh. let's see iron man 3 oh dude same yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, I liked that movie, but uh, it was just uh, a little, just a little lackluster. Um, but I just think you know some of the science they had in there was really cool. But he's so conflicted, and he's essentially trying to throw Iron Man away. Yeah, that I'm just like, hey, like no, this, you're supposed it's to. It's a Tony like Stark movie, and exactly. that's what I liked about it. And a lot of people hated that, and I'm like, no. I I like that it's a Tony Stark movie. So yeah, I didn't hate it. I just it's not my favorite Iron Man. Iron Man two is my highest Iron Man. It's number Same. eleven, and everybody hates it. And I'm like, but Sam Rockwell. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. He makes such a good villain. And uh, honestly, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm I like to sing. So uh, whenever I put on that movie and you see that intro and he flies in to the Stark Expo with Shoot to Thrill on there, I I always have to hold back from singing ACDC. Uh, but like, I would say like that movie is somewhat responsible for me wanting to like actually join a band. Because oh, nice. of how much fun I have when I sing that song, yeah. Uh, you back, buddy? I'm back, thank you. I was squirming. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying. I was like, I'm gonna hold it, I'm gonna hold it. Nope, can't do it. You got to do the pregame ceremonies, dude. <laughs> so back to Captain America. 
Winter yeah. Soldier. I, I don't have much else to say about it in terms of like why. I just it just does it does it for me. Yeah. yeah. Mark, and what's then, your number three? Uh mine is Captain America First Avenger, actually. So uh I love that it's a period piece. I love um that it's uh you know the little guy becomes the hero. I love um his courage in the face of the unknown uh because really i mean they're just like hey you're super now and he just trusts it (laughs) he goes behind enemy lines he's uh commandeers a plane with tony stark and uh agent carter and uh well she's not agent but at that time yet right uh she's not shield agent she's right mi6 or mi5 whatever okay so she's still an agent okay uh so just not that agency cool yeah so, uh, but yeah, we get all of that. You get to see a young Howard Stark. I love Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, he's a great war commander. Uh, uh, but I would have liked more Howling so Commandos. Just, yeah, like I Neil just, McDonough and everybody. Like you have so the their cast great, but really they're only in one scene. I mean, two scenes uh, that they yes. do anything. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree that I kind of would want more from that movie, but I just love it, especially because, you know, like earlier, um, I was saying one of my favorite Iron Mans is, uh, is Iron Man 1, because uh, I'm very attached to the origin stories, the standalone movies, uh, more so than everybody ganging up, although that's what I'm waiting for the whole time. I, I really need that cornerstone, uh, uh, all the cornerstone uh, stories uh, to get there. Um, although Ragnarok uh, <laughs> kind of uh, is the exception on that rule for me. I don't have to watch anything else before I put that one on. Uh, but, uh, and Captain America is truly the beginning, uh, you know, chronologically speaking. So uh, that's, uh, that's why I love it so much. But uh, Chris Evans just really opened up that role. And even though he was a little bit floaty head in that movie, like some people uh, like to complain, I, I, you know, I barely noticed it. Uh, and especially because the graphics, I feel like with the MCU, they've really turned up graphics qualities as far as CGI is concerned. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that all came from, oh, look at his head. And they had to get better at it. And um yeah, I just love it. But also, if you look at Iron Man 1, the CG is not the best, uh, it, but it's still really great. And then, But they have to up the ante every time from that point forward. Hey, and I, I love that. You know what? Marvel's like the first instance that gave us really, really good uh, de-aging process when they de-aged mm. uh, Iron Man, when they de-aged... Um, but then they went Jr. back on it in... Uh... Robert Downey Jr.? In Captain Marvel, I feel like if Coulson would have looked to the left or the right too fast, like his face would have stayed still. When the, I, don't, I don't know. I had a problem with <laughs> Coulson. Was it just Coulson? Yeah. Not, not, um... I was okay with Fury. I was okay with Fury, but it's like, they're like, oh, we forgot to DH Coulson. Hold on. let me. Okay, cool. Just have him look at the camera the whole time. Better than de-aging Luke on Mandalorian, you know? Have you seen the meme about that where it's like everybody's complaining about this, but he looks more like Luke Skywalker than yeah. he did in the holiday special? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, let's not make fun of plastic surgery. <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting. Something that just hit me. I wouldn't say Captain America is my favorite Avenger. 
but all three of us between the three of us we have all his movies in our top three yeah uh yeah, he's a kind of an unsung hero kind of kind of thing going on there like he's you know if to Tony's, be fair to be to fair, be, to, be fair. <laughs> two of his movies two of his movies are team-up movies uh-huh. Well, you know, like the reason I kind of like I get worn out on Winter Soldier is because half of the script is Bucky stop. But um and also they, you know, they kind of uh cut the legs off of Iron Man in that movie as well, just a little bit. Uh yeah, as far as like, you know, you don't really see him like suit up. So uh but yeah, that's kind of my two cents on that movie. I'm just <laughs> I'm just like, I needed something else from that movie because it was like a team-up movie, right? uh or rather trying to get the team to get together so uh it was frustrating for me that they really couldn't get there in that movie so i'm just like man no like get to the parts where they're uh cohesive and fighting uh even if they're fighting each other but it's you know they're fighting because of some team dispute get there you know where we get to display all this stuff so is winter soldier the one where we find out that bucky killed uh, that's civil war that's civil yeah. war is that the yeah. beginning of civil war no well we find out at the beginning well we find out about halfway through yeah. and then uh or in in act one i think it's when we find out and then and then tony finds out at the very end that's uh, right and that's where the fight ensues yeah that's right and that's oh that again that much like see civil war has so many like oh moments like if, yeah. if you notice i was talking about there's a theme in my top three there, there's two themes one they have probably the best villains you know um with with zemo thanos and vulture those are probably my three favorite villains um because i don't consider loki a villain he's he's like uh kind of the venom of the mc or of, uh, like, of this story yeah he's just like uh i mean i don't like the guy one scene but then i love him the next yeah. it's it goes back yeah. and forth um but yeah that's that's the big theme in all of mine and I just forgot what the second one was, but it's that I like a good villain. You know, everybody complains that Marvel doesn't have good villains, but I, I they do. You know, I mean, yeah, I agree. If you take, I mean, Malekith, take out Malekith, who could have been a good villain, but should have been. Yeah, should have been. Uh, there's really not, and people who give make fun of Justin Hammer, Sam Rockwell's character. I'm like, no, that's like what evil evil tony stark that's what that is that I'm tony yeah. Justin Hammer. Yeah, yeah i haven't even heard that feedback yet oh my gosh tell somebody to bite their tongue whoever said yeah that. i well, love people, sam rockwell people get mad at me that i like iron man 2 i love iron well, man 2 we were we were talking <laughs> iron man 2 according to the quiz iron man 2 is my highest rated iron man at number 11 iron man 2 is my number 11 <laughs> uh iron man 2 is my number 4 uh Let's see. Iron Man is number, Iron Man one is number five, actually. Nice. And but I, Iron Man three is at nineteen for me. And uh, Lance and I had the same thing. Yeah. Nineteen's uh, match. You, oh, you, Iron Man three is less for you. Way down, yeah. Mine's yeah. like mine goes uh, ten number ten Iron Man number eleven Iron Man two twelve Avengers and then thirteen Iron Man three. Which Avengers? The first one. First one. Okay. See, that's my number five. Like, I have uh, in-game at two, Infinity War at four, but like I said, those could flip-flop depending on the movie, and then the original Avengers is number five, and the Ultron 
is number seven. So I like <laughs> team up movies. I guess I guess that's a another Min- theme. Minus yeah. Thor, Ragnarok, Avengers: Infinity War, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Avengers: Endgame. Which again, I can flip some of those around and be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, five is Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, and six is Black Panther, and then Homecoming is seven. So <laughs> I was gonna talk about our bottom ones, but I feel like we've kind of addressed those um so i'm gonna throw y'all a curveball here cool. uh, before we wrap things up um what was your favorite stan lee cameo oh i'm gonna i've got a few <laughs> that kind of tie yeah but like captain marvel him rehearsing mm. mall rats is just so and i know that it wasn't him saying the word i mean it was but it was just from deleted scenes yeah uh from mall rats but man that just so hit me sick. kind of an emotional way was having kevin smith's mall rats be uh canon to the marvel universe yes uh i let me think a little bit more on the cameos so For me i think that uh the funniest one was tony stink where oh, he delivered oh, this is tony stink yes yeah, yes yeah. this is tony stink yes <laughs> never let that one go thank yeah. you so much <laughs> okay, which one was that what movie was that was that uh civil that war at the end of civil, civil war, war? yeah, yeah so the, good. you need to go back and watch civil war that, that's I do. What, i do need to go back and watch civil this, war uh so yeah the mall rats one like i like it i love it and then when you find out that he wasn't even healthy enough to speak yeah. like it just oh i love it even more like i'm like oh i hated i I didn't hate okay that's not at all the right language to use when talking about stanley but his final one in endgame where he just drives by in the car i'm like oh Oh, i wish they could have gotten something yeah uh you know the highlight to me of guardians of the galaxy 2 because guardians of the galaxy 2 is my next to last film uh the highlight of that entire film to me is when he's sitting there talking to the watchers and he's like, and this that's one time I was a FedEx yes. delivery guy. And that was great. That was my number two uh, yeah, for, for the cameos. That's, uh, Oh, I don't know. That's good. Uh, which one is the one where, and this might not even be MCU, uh, is the one where he is, uh, has the headphones on and he's like a librarian or a janitor or something and yeah that's um, yeah amazing spider that's is it one of the amazings or is I it think spider-man it might be three the, no it's it might amazing. be the amazing spider-man it's the one with uh the lizard scientist oh my yeah. gosh i'm blank oh my gosh Wait. what's his name <laughs> or the I lizard even... the lizard scientist <laughs> the, oh gosh no his uh, name the lizard Kurt Connors. Oh, that's oh Kurt yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The can. lizard, yeah. <laughs> I was like the lizard. But if we're if we're going non MCU, <laughs> I'm going uh, strip club Stan Lee from Deadpool too. Which see, he <laughs> didn't create Deadpool, so I know, I, but I think it it's hysterical. Me. And he was he was also pissed off when he found out that's what he was doing. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I like the when he gets drunk in Ultron. You know where he tells Storm yes. that he can handle oh, his yes. mead. That's a good one. Um, infinity war where he's like your kids never seen an alien invasion yeah he's just like <laughs> oh i I'm, I'm i'm looking at the list of the movies and i'm trying to remember what's the cameo from is incredible not Hulk? Motor uh him and lou frigno are security guards security oh no that, guards. no that was the original hulk yeah that was yeah that was eric bana um oh what was his 
Oh no, he he drinks the serum. He doesn't have a speaking role. In that opening scene, he drinks the soda that yes, has some of his blood it in it. That's what it oh. is. Yeah. It's been uh, now that's one of the movies. It's so funny. Like if I go back and I look at my Blu-rays and I see which movies I own of the MCU and I did not collect all of them. Oh. I like did like a few. I'm now I'm going back and trying to get them all on Steelbook. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh I I own like I think Doctor Strange I got for five dollar Blu-ray uh at Walmart in a, the five dollar bin. Nice. So I, I picked that up on Blu-ray and then so I have that. I have Iron Man one and two. I don't have three. I have the Spider-Man Far From Home Steelbook and the Homecoming Steelbook. And I believe I've, oh I've got both of the Infinity War and Endgame Steelbooks. But I don't I don't think I I'm trying oh, I, I own Incredible Hulk as well on Blu-ray. Nice. And those are all I own. And it's so funny to me. I own Incredible Hulk. I did not get to see it in theaters, so I just bought it when it came out to Blu-ray. Like Ed Norton Hulk, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Good. Uh, and yeah, I like that's the what we all thought at the time. I do yeah. too. Yeah, I, I like that movie. I, I I was I was genuinely upset when I heard that he was getting replaced by yep. uh, 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 Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, thank you. But um, and Mark Ruffalo just does a better job. Uh, I hate to say it, but yeah, he he turned me. It's too. a different Hulk, though. I mean, yeah. Ed Norton. In, in if you look, like he had this whole plan, like he re- rewrote the script because he wanted to do like this big three movie dark hulk story and all this stuff and marvel was like mm, we need campier hulk and mark ruffalo yeah. is a campier hulk. and so yeah is, I don't, that's exactly what i was gonna say is that he's more campy uh and edward norton's was kind of condescending at least his eric uh banner what's your what's your um not Bruce banner. sorry Bruce banner. sorry sorry yeah um what what's your thought process on this one though like what did you not thought process but what do you feel about a uh, regular normal hulk that we always get to smart hulk <laughs> so as a as, as a comic fan um it excites me because if we get the professor then we can get mr fix it then we can get gray hulk then we can get yeah but i also know marvel's probably too scared to do that because I mean, we we all know studios think we're dumb. Uh, they're not going to give us. That's why Warner Brothers. You know, you can only have one version of Batman floating around at any given time, and I think Marvel gives us a little more credit because, you know, you can have an animated version of Spider-Man and you can have live-action version of Spider-Man, but I don't think they give us enough credit. And honestly, I, most people would get confused. It's like, wait so hulk's gray oh wait now he's a monster so <laughs> i like professor hulk um i think it made sense story-wise as far as you know they both lost and and everything um it made for some good moments but i i'm of the mindset that bruce banner's greatest villain is the hulk and vice versa and that's why hulk movies don't do well is because most people just want to see hulk smash but in the comics the best stories are bruce dealing with hulk and so when they merge like that you lose some of that internal conflict Mm -hmm. um so super nerd me doesn't like it but movie mcu nerd me i'm I'm cool with it yeah i thought it was fun i'm kind of like the opposite side of the coin there you know like super nerd me is uh very excited about it or i don't know that's exactly what you just said but like but the uh 
but the movie version actually didn't like excite me so much. It, like you said, it, it eliminated the internal conflict. So it kind of cut the legs off of the Hulk. So when um, he's trapped underneath the Avengers complex, you know, there's that iconic scene where he's uh, holding up the earth over trying to save all the Avengers. Actually, I have that comic on my shelf. <laughs> um, yeah, I bought that whole series uh, before all this came out uh, a few years back. And uh, but yeah, I just imagined that um, him holding up the the complex essentially uh, to be a little bit more gratuitous in the sense that maybe he's able to go from smart Hulk to kind of like what happened in the Eric Bana Hulk, uh, yeah. where he can like grow as he needs it and uh, control it fully. But we just kind of had this kind of, uh, I don't want to say impotent, but impotent uh, Hulk where he's super smart, but really uh, he doesn't, he's not as strong because he doesn't want to get angry. Yeah. So, because there's a there's a whole depending who who's writing um sometimes like the anger he, he gets like I said the bigger he gets and mm-hmm. uh you know i don't know if they did that to be like okay this this is why he can't beat thanos you know he can't use his full power but you know even if you had a scene there because in infinity war you had all the banner talking to hulk about come on guy we need you we need you mm-hmm. and so then you know if you flipped it and he was like and it was Hulk's, you know, talking to him like, hey, let go and I can win this. But, uh, you know, I think that would have been a cool scene. But I, I think the way it went down was was better. But yeah, because it wasn't a Hulk movie. But yeah, it's. And the, the thing about all the MCU movies is I could sit here and pick them apart and tell you what's wrong with this and what's wrong with it. And not even from a comic nerd's uh, you know, from comic nerd spot or a film nerd spot or whatever. But at the end of the day, there's a reason they make billions of dollars is you can kind of, you can turn off your brain and watch them and enjoy them. Or you can sit there and pick apart and be like, Oh, Oh, the, that dude, that, that guy played Ant-Man on SNL. And that's why he's in here. And <laughs> Oh, look, there's the, you know, uh, they work on numerous levels. Um, to a lesser extent, like the Shrek movies do too. That's why like kids love Shrek, adults love Shrek. Exactly. Marvel movies, you know, they work on so many levels. And as, as we've talked about these, we've, you know, there's not really a bad one. You know, we can joke about Ragnarok or Dark World or whatever, but there's not a bad movie. And I think it's funny, as much as people complain that Marvel has a formula, obviously they don't. Because if it was the same, all of our rankings would be the same. Everybody right. would be the same. And uh, I think that's the beauty of the MCU. And especially, Danny, like you talked about, now that we've had almost two years to sit and reflect on it, uh, I, I think like a like a fine wine, like it, it's a you know it's aged well. Even the bad CG, you know, I, I thought Black Panther had some really sketchy CG moments, um, but. Yeah who cares like it's they're good movies they're fun movies and and they're awesome and right, even uh, even the worst on my list i still will watch yeah there, there's Damn. not one i'm not gonna watch uh ooh, we need to do this with the fox x-men movies though because there may <laughs> be some there that i won't watch uh, yes i, <laughs> I, I agree oh but cool well guys it's been fun um Everybody listening at home, whatever format you're listening to us on, let us know what 
or some of your favorites and are we right are we wrong we we'd love the feedback as you can see we just spent recording time like an hour and a half off of it we've been talking about this for weeks now so yeah right we would definitely definitely talk about it um you can find me out there everywhere at the night nerd facebook instagram youtube twitter whatever just look for the night nerd uh guys what about y'all we can uh you can find pop culture elevator uh twitter uh, instagram facebook just look for uh yeah anchors are recording uh, you can find us on Spotify, all of the, all of the apps. Uh, just look for Pop Culture Elevator. Nice. Well, uh, on behalf of Pop Culture Elevator and the Night Nerd, uh, my name is Lance. Uh, Danny Mark, thank you guys so much. This was a blast. Thank and you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Look forward to doing the Fox Countdown with y'all. Yeah, let's do that. Same. That sounds fun. All right. So that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, Captain America Civil War, good. Thor Ragnarok, not so good at least according to me. Let me know what you thought. What are some of your favorite Marvel movies? Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Just look for The Night Nerd everywhere. Again, another big shout-out and thank you to the guys at Pop Culture Elevator. Look for them on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere. Pop Culture Elevator podcast. A uh, whole lot of fun. I hope that this is the first of many, many, many more collaborations we do. Thank you again to them. Thank you to you for listening. It's been a lot of fun, and we will see you next time.